Okay, you got it? Yeah, um, so... G, G, G... Jai. Jai Deeg. Oh, yeah, okay, um... Jai Deeg. Okay, okay, good, yep, yep. All right, five seconds. Four, three... Hello, welcome to Stax Radio uh, with your host, G. Dig. Oh, you stupid fuck! Stax Radio. With G. Dig. 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 G'day and welcome to a very special edition of Stacks because it's not the Stacks podcast. This is something completely different. We are now into the Stacks, well, radio show thing. And uh, here we go. So what is Stacks? Well, for those that uh, aren't fans of the podcast, we've, we've jumped ship. The podcast still runs, of course. And the highlights from that podcast, which run for like seriously three hours each, Gets bought into a one-hour show, compressed down, and uh, we bring you the best of stacks as well as a bit of music and a bit of comedy. We're looking for a bit of comedy music out there as well. So uh, some people that have got some sort of funny sort of stuff out there, I'll be dialing into the internet, finding some of the best comical songs out there. Very topical at the moment, especially with the big Corona scary head running around at the moment. We've got that to deal with, so uh, we'll be touching on a little bit of that. Look, just sit back in. Who knows where this is going? I don't. I never do. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of contemporaries of mine. I play in a band called Kabashi, and uh, we're, well, we're touted as Perth's heaviest band. Not without music. I mean, we play some poppy stuff, but it's not that at all. It's a combined weight of about 436 kilos. Uh, between myself and a few of the other band members. So uh, there's a reason for uh, that moniker. Now, I was talking to the Squatch and Fats uh, recently, and we were talking a little bit about Star Wars and all that kind of stuff, but something came up a little bit about sports, and uh, we'll have a listen to this. Went paragliding once, hit a tree. As, as you fucking do, you know. If I wanted to go paragliding, I have to get a team of Indonesian women six <laughs> months' notice just, to listen, sew something no, together for me. <laughs> Can I just rephrase that? We're paragliding once, hit a tree. My understanding of paragliding was you used a boat and you were over water. <laughs> no, nah, it's crazy. Something. You, I, I'm sorry, no, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> You don't paraglide behind a V8 Commodore. It was wicked and scary at the same time. That's bush paragliding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean you're paralytic paragliding. You gaffer gaffer tape a... Oh, right, you mean bush paragliding. That's when you you tape a fucking chair to a bonnet and tie the bonnet to the back toe. You gaffer tape a a cafe (laughs) umbrella to your your back and then get towed behind the old uh, Commodore. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, what are you doing? Fucking paragliding. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Would you do a sober? No, you fucks. Sober gliding. Oh, paragliding. <laughs> fucking hurt myself, you dickhead. I think I put the umbrella upside down. <laughs> All right, sorry, but you got to tell us that story. So you're paragliding yeah. and oh, you hit a tree. Time. Yeah, he did, cause just because he, he swung me through, we were coming down and, and you know... He, Watch this be fat man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we rough. What, you're coming down from being para? Coming down. Yeah, well, you're up there, aren't you? And and came down and those coconuts were just a little bit too close. I think the driver underestimated how heavy I was. <laughs> I think the fact that Fucking the boat... landed mo- on the beach. The I'll give her all she's got. Can I give her any more? The fact that the boat motor was cavitating because the prop was three feet out of the water might have been a giveaway. That's <laughs> like, that's blowing ten knots. How fast are we going? Ten knots. In reverse. <laughs> I'm, a good, I'm a good boating companion because you get up on the plane straight away once I sit at the back of the boat. You don't have to worry about getting moving. I think it's like, sit down, point straight up, you're good. You'd be good on a maxi yacht for, like, fucking ballast. <laughs> well, where do you need him? In the middle. <laughs> I'd be too heavy for that. I can't fit so many guys on there. So. so what do you do for sport? Ballast. <laughs> what? Yeah, I just sit in the middle of a yacht. <laughs> just, what, what do you do? I just told you, I sit in the middle of a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> 
got any hobbies? Yeah, I like yachting. Yeah, Do you yeah. do any grinding? <laughs> yeah, no, I... Uh, no, because I can't get phone reception. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was on Wild Oats 11 crew for the last four years when in the Sydney at home. Oh, yeah, what'd you do? Sat. Just <laughs> sat. <laughs> when it was windy, the boat would tilt. I'd go on the high side. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just keep us level. Is that your understanding of sailing? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried tacking? Oh, I uh, used a hammer once, but... <laughs> yeah. no, My ass no. gets pretty tacky. No, so. The boat Seven wasn't falling apart, boat. so it wasn't necessary. <laughs> <laughs> what was the boat made out of? Steel. Wood. I tacked a horse once. <laughs> you know what always amazed me was the fact they built these really ultralight boats so they're fast and stick heavy fuckers on them for ballast. You can adjust that, though, can't you? Get off. <laughs> Halfway through the race, the wind's tied down. What? What? Squats? Yeah, yeah. You're out. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. Thanks for that. See ya. <laughs> See ya. You, you'll get me on the way back, right? <laughs> He's bobbing up and down. Not sinking or nothing. No. Just, just make sure you leave me something to eat later. Hey, hey, Gerald, what's that? I can see floating in the water. It's a boy. Beluga. <laughs> You're right there, mate. Yeah, yeah, I must wait for my yacht to come back. Thanks. <laughs> Looks like a fucking landmine. They said they'd be coming back in a few days. I'm just waiting here. <laughs> Search and rescue. Oh, come over. No, no, they told me to get off and wait here. <laughs> no, no, the top will be here for you in a minute. Yeah, 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 they're getting the thicker cable. <laughs> it's, it's like Homer with the UFO. <laughs> getting on the, getting on the getting ladder and the jumper stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine that while like the beam comes down. <laughs> the beam comes down and goes to suck you up in the air. And it's like, you're trying to suck you up in the air and it's like... <laughs> and the UFO just keeps getting closer to the ground. And the, then you see this... And then it just like... Beam stops and just fucks off. <laughs> you can try again later. Search and rescue time. Like, swimmer out. I'm going to need another swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. He's fine. We'll sail back to shore on him. What's that? He's ascending to heaven. Yeah. Yeah, send another couple of angels. <laughs> it's, it's all right. We got him out the water. We need, yeah, with the big wings. You're listening to Stax Radio, the home of Stax of Radio. Yes, thank you very much, Gavin. Uh, that's Gavin, our uh, guy that does our voiceovers. You might see Gavin selling the big issue on the streets of Perth out there somewhere. But uh, listen, uh, we've got... Uh, a song coming up now. This guy in particular is one of my favourite artists in Perth. I'm going to tell you who he is. His name is Pitbull from Perth. This guy, for me, is absolutely a superstar. How he's not world famous already. Actually, I think he is world famous. Actually, I'm pretty sure he's world famous. So give it up for uh, Pitbull from Perth. Thank you. 
with chili will make it very nice. Spiced up with chili will make it very nice. Spiced up with chili will make it very nice. Spiced up with chili will make it very nice. Oh, I love my vindaloo. 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 It's traditional, it's made with classic spice. 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 Oh, I love my vindaloo. 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 Classic little dish, it's served at festive time. 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 Oh, I love my vindaloo. Keep pushing, Gav. You'll get there, mate. Hey, listen, we've got... Uh, now, most people know of this band. They're uh, they're the kings of the beer bong, uh, which they call the Spud Funnel. I was lucky enough to have Spud Gun in the studio a while back. And uh, after a few drinks, it all got a little bit weird. We kept our clothes on. But next thing you know, we started talking about conspiracy theories. Oh, hang on. oh no. We've eyes on been, us now. Oh, shit, we've been caught. Looking at the back of the classroom. <laughs> Secret squirrel stuff going on. There's Area 51 over here. <laughs> Oi, that's in like fucking 10 days or some shit. Friday. What? The Area 51 raid. You guys have heard about this. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. 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 Facebook event. You, have you not heard about this? No. Dude, a couple months ago, I don't know if you heard, a couple months ago, someone made like a Facebook event. We're going to storm Area 51 because they can't stop all of us. Just a meme, just a joke. Man, it gained traction. It's got like 80,000 people in America who said, yes, I'm going. The fucking Area 51, the military army, has had to have briefings about security and shit. Like, it's an actual thing. America. And the date that they set was this Friday. So this Friday, we find out if America do has it enough on. balls to do it, or if they're all just going to pussy out. They'll pussy out. They will pussy no out. No one wants to be shot. Yeah, no one wants <laughs> yeah. to be shot. The Yanks will shoot him. You know what, though? America... Oh, I thought the Americans Yanks like to be shot. Like, they, they're always fucking They're that fucking crazy. And I'm not saying bad crazy or good crazy. They're just fucking crazy. I'm going to find me a pig. They might fucking do it, man. Now, as soon as it steps up and it becomes um, an authority thing, 
they switch on real quick. Stacks Radio. Well, the conversation went pretty good, but then I made the mistake probably of asking Clint, what genre are spud guns? It's always pissed me off that the grunge, that that stuff's called grunge because it's from the same place. Like, it's just wrong, man. Like, none of those bands sound the same. And you, uh, I don't it's like think, saying I that's like putting us in the or... same genre as fucking psychedelic porn crumpets, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, they're from Perth, from around the same, like, you know? Yeah. It's just, I don't. I never got it. Nah. Nah. I I never got. So you guys, to me, like, I hate actually saying because you, you go to watch our show. We 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 do grunge. We do rock. We do almost punk but try to stay away from it but and you guys you guys flex it a bit too you're not really in one lane you do a little bit of you know what I mean it's sort of that's yeah I mean that like we, we could probably get get in because you guys are sort of metal, metal some songs some well, songs you sell almost thrash in some other songs as well you know if, like if people right. if people were to write us out of the metal category I think they'd be very very wrong I mean I wouldn't say that we're a um a full-on metal band. I'd say hard, hard rock's best described. But I'd, it's a I'd, good I'd, time I'd, rock and roll band, yeah, but nobody I'd, knows I'd, what that is anymore. That's no, the thing. I'd, I'd just put you it know? down to... It, that's, that was one of my whinges yeah. that a lot of people were going on to me about. I said, I said, you guys, how the fuck dare you tell me? And I'm, I said, I was I was there living it Yeah. before you guys were born. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Like, I know what rock is. Like, And, and then the older guys that I know, they, even, they were there in the 70s when ACDC were kicking it and... Yeah. You know, you had the Thin Lizzies and you had all these people out there that, and it was just, for me, was the best era. Well, I think, the 70s was insane. I think that's the sort of vibes that we're yearning for and I suppose that comes through when we play because, I mean, like, we grew up hearing the stories and, you know, reading the books and watching the videos and stuff of, you know, all these bands, you know, and, and they had, you know, crowds of people and... I, I mean, like, I used to hear stories from you and other people that, that used to play even around Perth back in the day. And, and you know, when when a band would be playing, you'd, you'd, you'd have nearly a full house in, in, in yeah. on, like, most nights of the week. Yeah. Like, it was a thing to do to go see bands. I mean, like, now it's, it's, it's a... It's well, a I'll, tell you, I'll tell you where there was a massive scene was Scarborough. Yeah. Um, and the Lookout was... And then before that was the Nook and Bar. Yeah. And they used to get 2,000, and everyone talks to the Raffles and mm. others around, but the one that I was familiar with and part of was um, that, that lookout scene, and, and you had the young up-and-coming, well, you had Enter Fashion, Carnival, um, this other Edens sort of coming through then, who's now Make Way for Man, a few of those guys, um, early days, but as I said, getting back to... Uh, late, late 90s Eskimo Joe and all that kind of stuff they they were kind of pop punk back, yeah. back early days and then they went kind of more I don't know what the, where you put them now but mainstream ma- it is mainstream but in the bin <laughs> but yeah, he had all that sort of going on but they it was it was like a really good and here's the thing too I'm going to say it right now you put Perth in any other part of the world mm-hmm. and you'd have people flocking to see music in that area, like New Orleans and jazz. You've got New Orleans jazz, you've got Seattle grunge, you've got um, LA rock. Dude, I swear. You know, Perth if is, Perth is if put you put anywhere else in the world and you'd have Perth fusion would probably be the best way totally to Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. You know. Like, uh, I don't want to do the, when I was in London, <laughs> but when I was in London, I was yeah. thinking, man, if fucking Spud Gun was here, man. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. We'll be kicking some ass. A lot lot about London, but I'll need to get you on your own and really really go down that London path. Yeah. 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 But Spokane would have totally kicked ass. Dude, I was just going, man, like, ah, fuck. You know. Did you make contacts so you could tee up a tour, mate? Put your your dollars together and go to England and do a quick tour around the joint. You know. Yes. You're gonna have to fund it yourself. You're not gonna make money. Of course, of course. I'm it's not like ex- Japan. A lot of people go to Japan thinking well, that's that's the other. I was on the I was on the plane. Ah, I'm doing it again. Um, I was on the plane back from London, going like, well, where the fuck should I go next? Yep. You know, and I thought, well, 
Japan seems pretty cool. Watch the big in Japan documentary about that guy who has no talent. His friends want to make him big, and um, it's like, eh, well, maybe Japan, you know? Yeah. Japan's, they're very polite. Like, it's, they will turn up at a rock show because they're, they're, they're very extreme. Like, their fans are full on extreme. They're, the rock scene's quite an underground, but it's a big thing in Japan. Um, and they've got their they've got their like their Shannon Knowles and their the guys Sebastians of of the Japanese thing, and they're out there. And you got bands like um, Mr. Children, weird name, but he's kind of like uh, uh, Jimmy Barnes, Cold Chisel of, of Japan. You know what I mean? So they've got their sort of superstars like that, but they they've got the underground people that love American Australian uh, rock. Have you, know? you heard of the Babes? They're from Adelaide. The Babes. Yeah. They played Perth Rocks. Yeah. They're yeah. Great fucking band. Um, yeah, they're, they're Mon- Monty Lash is their drummer. Fucking monster drummer, dude. Like, she, it, it's scary the shit that she can pull off on drums. It's like, oh yeah. man, shit. Like, uh, yeah, she was telling me about how, like, they're doing in Japan. Like, super fucking. Yeah, it just sounds like a party, you know? And speaking of parties, it is always a party when you are at a This Is Spud Gun show. So make sure you go see the boys whenever you get a chance to see them live. Again, it's coming back soon. It's going to be large. They will be back, guys. Don't panic. Let's hold out for this uh, scary coronavirus to just piss right off. And we can catch those boys live again. You're listening to The Stacks Hour. This is a song about triggers. Yes, yes, and that was This Is Spud Gun, 
Those boys are cooking right now. Um, what a shame all this has gone down because they were absolutely on fire. And I'm pretty sure once it's all done, they're going to be still on fire. Now, let's go back to the original uh, podcast with Squatch and the Fats, the boys from Kabashi. And let's, uh, we, we had a great uh, drinkathon on my birthday. And we got into a bit of Star Wars figure. For kids to be able to purchase for twenty. Oh, sorry, Yoda. Right. I was just when you mentioned three inch figure and I'm thinking bald at top, green. <laughs> Hasn't seen much daylight. Um <laughs> back to mouldy around the edges. Bit mouldy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a moot. Um so we're back to the you haven't seen the Mandalorian. No, I haven't have you um, I, I mean to. I So are you a star? Are you, are you saving it up okay, for a okay. binge session? Is right that what it is? Fatsky, are yeah. you a Star Wars fan? Fuck yeah. Squatchsky. A uh, passionate Star Wars fan until they destroyed it. <laughs> since Jedi. So, since Jedi, is 84. This, is this the... <laughs> since 1984. Oh, look, I'm an original trilogy purist. Is this what about Caravans of Courage? Are, are, are we oh, I remember seeing that. Are we <laughs> talking Jar Jar Gate here? Are we talking... No, we're talking, I'm an episode four, five, six guy. I was passionate about them as a kid. Had all the toys. I knew everything. Uh, George Lucas. Did you have the Christmas special on VHS? I had the Christmas special. I even had Millennium Falcon. I had the big ATAT Walker. I had everything. And if I knew now, so jelly. Sorry, if I knew then what I know now, I never would have opened those damn things because they'd be worth an absolute mots. I had the Death Star Play Center. But they. He was going off. George Lucas. I only ever got a stick for Christmas. It was like, what do I get for Christmas? Stick. I remember leaving my And if I had an imagination, it could be a gun. Out in the garden. could be a bow and arrow. And the dog sword. Yep. Well, that's what happened. I I had Luke. He used to sit in the tauntaun, right? And then the dog got to his leg. Mm. He only had half a leg left, so he just sat in the tauntaun permanently. Remember, you could could break open the tauntauns and stick him in the other side. Oh, it was brilliant. I I had a copy of Empire Strikes Back on beta. I was playing sport. Yeah, well, and look how that turned out for you. I had had a copy of Empire Strikes Back on beta before it even came out in Australia. I had a pirated copy from Hong Kong, and I was watching it before um, it came out in the cinema here. I used to make Luke and Leia rub against each other in yeah, into a, ways. a bit of incest. Oh, I was I was like six. Did or you know seven at that time, time that they were actually twins? And this is probably probably. Empire. No. Did he know? He I still think hoping, Empire you know? for me is the best one. Empire it is. Days, yep. 81, you know, early days. Yes. I love the whole... But that whole era was great. You know, you had Empire... Are they the ATT walkers, the big yeah. tall ones? Yep. What's ATT stand for? All-terrain... Uh, something, Tactical... Tra- yeah, something... At, 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 all-terrain at, at, assault. Maybe that's the noise the gun makes. Uh, uh, Tank. Uh, transport. Uh, 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 tra- yeah, that's what... Cause that's All-terrain exactly armoured transport. That's, that's what, it, what is. it was, yeah. But anyway, 81. You had Empire. You had Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, but what's had ATSTs in that? Can I just pick a fault? Yeah. Can I f- pick a fault with the Adats? Hmm? You had these massive things that walked, right? Yeah. Everything else uses anti-gravity devices to just hover along the ground. And you've got this useless thing that can be tied up by a bloody piece of rope and tripped over. Yeah, but it looked awesome. That's it. And half the battle like is like Mandalorian. Like half the battle's like intimidating giant, your opponent. A giant elephant looking thing. You know don't as well as I don't do. Don't step in the pond. No, Joe. You know as well as I do from the videos that we've made in this dojo that half the battle, when you're um, it is intimidation. intimidation. Yeah. Yeah. So you see this dirty great big thing. They were walking. selling Kenner toys at that stage. Yep. That's, that's purely why we play metal sounding music. And I had, they needed ground stuff. Yeah. And I had the ATAT, and you put your hand in the side of it, men. and it had um, a little handle inside, and you could use it to move the head around and everything like that. And oh. you press the button, and the little had uh, clear plastic lasers, and it would. Boop, 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 with the, so I, I had a friend in kindergarten, and he had like the Y wing and the X wing hanging from his yeah. roof. My cousin, he had the he had the Death Star too. Yep. It wasn't covered. They didn't have the cover around it. No, it no, was no it, was, it was a cardboard. Yeah, yep. it was. It was. It was literally yep. cardboard. Yep. I, I love that. I love that T-shirt, and it's got the really depressed-looking uh, stormtrooper. Yeah, I've got going. that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I had friends I on had the friends on that Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever considers the stormtrooper, but it was a great time. Yeah, yeah, you had that. You had Indiana Jones, and I um, mean, who didn't fall in love with Indiana Jones? And you know, the, the toys were great, and you know, then you got in the trains. There weren't any Indiana. Jones toys. There, now later on there were, but not you know, at that time though. All the toys were were brilliant. Everyone made their own whip, but 
Yeah. Everyone everyone was doing that. Yeah, who else didn't walk around with a big hunk of rope attached to their belt running around outside and, and trying to work out how Indiana Jones could fling his whip around a branch and it would stick there. Because every time I tried to fling my rope around a branch and swing off it, the rope would just uncurl and it'd end up on the back, so... I still do that now, going down the down the shopping aisle. I get in the trolley, get the kids on either side. Yeah. We'll, we'll pretend we're hitting Nazi tanks. Yeah, the and pr- then uh, Jackass come along and just kind of <laughs> fuck it for everybody because yeah. yeah, you're, you're expected to, to hit something and fall yeah. out of it. Yeah. 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 The problem is now we just end up looking like the boulders, <coughs> uh, that boulder from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. If I fall over and start down a staircase, I remember the uh, the guy that come out with a sword. He's like. <laughs> waving the sword around, yeah. pulls out the gun and just shoots well, There's him. a fascinating story behind that. I don't know if you know the story, but... No, but we're, we're, please tell us. They were filming uh, in Morocco. wherever it was, Morocco, I think it was, and it was dodgy, dodgy food. So Harrison Ford had the squirt, something fierce. He had chronic dysentery and uh, he was sick and he was fed up with all this filming. He said, wouldn't, it, wouldn't Indiana Jones just shoot him? So he didn't explain that, I believe, at the time. He just shot him... Uh, as a joke, and they loved it so much, they kept it in the, in <laughs> the movie, great. which is because yeah, that's you, the memorable that and getting under the walls. Yeah, coming because down. he had the squirts so. and removing the crystal thing and putting the white sandbag on there, and which has been sent up on the Simpsons and, <coughs> and all sorts of Rick things. and Morty so. most recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. classic, classic my, movies. I, I would have probably put my low hanging fruit on there and then realised when it was too late that was a stupid move because. Yeah. I can't leave without my nuts. No, well, the thing is, it needed weight to actually push it down, so you would have been fine. (laughs) You would have been in the same position either way. (laughs) True. We're out on the street today to ask what the public think of Stax Radio. Uh, Excuse me, sir. Can you... 1.5 metres, dickhead. Stax Radio. At first I was afraid, I was petrified Kept thinking how I'd ever live without the world outside But then I spent so many nights scuffing Chris and neck and wine I know it's time to say we're gonna be just fine And so we're here, stuck in this room I don't know when we're getting out There's no better place to face the doom I should have bought that bag of rice I should have stockpiled my bog roll If I had known for just one second I'd have such a messy hole That I've got that Plenty of gin Their homeschool schedule Can't go straight in the fucking bin I want to smash my husband's face I want to wave my kids goodbye But I won't crumble I won't lay down and die Yes, and that was Victoria Eames with I Will Survive parody there. Obviously, it was a Gloria Gaynor hit in its day, but uh, I'm starting to like that one, and it seems a little bit apt at the moment, because why? We're all stuck at home because of this bloody coronavirus. And what are we going to do? We're going to write, we're going to create, and uh, look, if you've got a parody that you've written or something silly in regards to current events, please send it in to the the Facebook page. You will see it, uh, Scudley Records. Uh, contact either Peter Renzullo or myself and uh, get that get that stuff to us and we'll gladly play it here on Stacks. Now, we've put our roving reporter out on the street to uh, ask a few of the hard-hitting questions about uh, what people think of the coronavirus. And look, I don't want to sort of be alarmist, but um, I'm thinking zombie apocalypse because some of the answers we got are pretty much, well, well you make up your own mind. And welcome to Stax News with Kenny Singh. Yes, and hello, and it's uh, Kenny Singh here, yes, for uh, Stax News Australia. We are 
currently in the streets of Perth and it is absolutely dire. You can hear the wind roaring down the street. There is absolutely nobody around at the moment. Totally devastational due to the coronavirus. Not a soul in Perth as we speak at the moment. There are the occasional police vehicle which rolls on by, the occasional ambulance. It's very, very quiet. And uh, I believe in about uh, eight seconds, even the wind is leaving Perth and uh, finding somewhere else to be and avoiding, obviously, the COVID-19 uh, issues that uh, are enveloping this area at the moment. So I'm on the street. There are a couple of people there hovering around the uh, street who uh, I believe uh, are still out and about on the streets. And, and I'm going to ask them directly, uh, are they affected, A, by the COVID-19 virus, and B, uh, what, what, uh, what are their thoughts and uh, how are they feeling? Hello, sir, and uh, I see that you are on the streets of Perth in this dire hour. Can you please tell me uh, what are you up to right now? I'm just waiting for a mate. Yeah. Mate, he's gone in, in there. Why? And uh, is it uh, an important mate? And are you, are you, you know, are you, are you aware of what's going on? No, 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 no. Well, that's the coronavirus, mate. I'm waiting for a mate, and I don't yeah. understand why there's six people standing around me. Further up the street, I notice that there is some kerfuffle happening in a store just up the road. And it appears that somebody had driven, actually, into a store, whether it be a ram raid or just the effects of the coronavirus. But I managed to find a, an Australian and ask him exactly what had gone on here. Oh, well, it's really quite funny. I was, I was in bed sleeping at uh, 2 o'clock this morning. My wife comes in and says, oh, the shop's been... Uh, someone ran into the shop. And I said, oh, what? So I jumped out of bed and all I had was my undies on and I've walked out the front and I've seen uh, the car smashed and I've seen the bloke walking back to the car. And so I've walked outside and I said, oh, what are you doing, mate? Like, you can't be leaving the scene. And he goes, don't be a hero, mate. And I said, I'm not trying to be a hero, but the police are coming. And he just decided he'd scoot up the road. And I just said, nah, it's not going on like that, mate. So I jumped in my car and I started chasing him up the road. And then he went down a side street and then the police were coming. And I flashed him and sent them off in the direction of him. But, mate, all I had was me jocks on. I was chasing him up the street and I'm just like, mate... Like, so you were saying that uh, he actually broke in and stole toilet paper? Yeah, no, no. It's it, well, me mate's mum's had this shop for like forty odd years, and uh, look at it, look at it. it, beyond a mess. Oh, like words, words can't explain how it is, mate. Like, and do you feel like you are a superhero that you protected the community and saved a couple of a couple of toilet rolls? Uh, not really. It's it's just something you've got to do for the community, mate. It's like you look after your mates and your mates will always look after you. Yes, well, thank you very much. And uh, there you have it, live on the streets of Perth right now. It's absolutely uh, it's absolutely bedlam right now. If, uh, if you are carrying toilet rolls or if you know where they are, please keep them safe because uh, they are in high demand at the moment. So uh, it's me, Kenny Singh, signing out. And just remember to stay safe and and to, to isolate. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much, Kenny, mate. You're a champion. You're putting yourself out there on the front lines for us all here at Stax Radio. And, mate, we love you. We love you nuts. So uh, coming up is a very uh, a very good band, one of my, one of my favourites here in Perth. Great bunch of fellas. And uh, for me, one of the premier punk acts in Perth. If you could see these guys live, go check them out. One of the best shows you'll see in Western Australia. And they are none other than Blind Spot. And this is a song that they've got called The Right Swipe. G'day, name's Baz. Uh, perfect date for me is uh, cruising around the HQ, picking up a six-pack of tinnies, uh, smashing back some darts, driving around with a hot-looking Sheila, uh, heading to the drive-ins. Oh, it's my favourite thing to do in the world. If you've got a head like a smash pie, you need not apply. Alright, my name's Steve, 
and my ideal date loves the NBA and would love to see a game with me. Hello, um, my, my name is Sir Swanson. I'm looking for my, my perfect date. My perfect date would be uh, uh, a romantic, beautiful restaurant somewhere, somewhere really nice, somewhere I can unwind after a hard day at the country club playing tennis and golf and just having a fabulous time. Hi, I'm Mark and I'm looking for that perfect lovely lady. My ideal date would be a nice beautiful day at the races and crack the bubbly and hopefully have a win. And there we have Blind Spot from Perth. That is Blind Spot with one T. Great bunch of lads and a fantastic show to check out live. Uh, they're, they're one of my favourite bands to see live. Get on down and see them when you get the chance. Uh, quite regularly, you can catch them down the den, so just keep your eyes out. Uh, so also, if you're listening around the world and the country, keep your eyes out for those guys. Uh, they quite often like to pack up and tour the East Coast. And that is Blind Spot. Okay, we're going to move on, and we're going to dive back into another podcast. This time with a very, uh, a very good friend. I, uh, I, I miss Pete. Actually, he's um, he's over in Queensland. Well, actually, I tell a lie. He's moved down to Melbourne. 
and he's sort of uh, he's sort of got the scene cooking over there. And uh, it's very very good when Pete comes over to Perth because we get to sit down and and have a good old chat, and it's our way of really catching up. So he'll come into the studio, and he'll sit on the podcast, and and we'll just shoot the breeze. So uh, without any further ado. Here's a little bit of Pete Ashton. But it ain't Trip FM. Trip FM goes back a long way. You mean working with Trip FM? No, Trip knowledge. FM was a. It was the precursor to, which was what I was about to say. Welcome back to Stacks. It's been a while. Stacks. My Stacks. man, Stacks. the recurring object in front of me is none other than Peter Ashton. How are you, brother? Stacks, stacks on. That'd be enough for Stacks yeah, on. Well, without anyone getting hurt. Without anyone. I reckon getting hurt. No, seven stacks, stacks on, on with yeah. seven people. You're on. You could deal with that anymore. People would start. Yeah. Let's not talk music for a second, because oh. for a podcast that's about musicians that don't talk about music, we've <laughs> we've, kind of we've talked a lot policy. about music tonight. You've changed your policy on Stacks podcast. I've, I've lost it, <laughs> mate. Uh, you're talking about being a pilot. Mm. What uh, what brought that on? Because I needed a change. I've been doing the music thing. The way I've been doing it for a long time, um, and you know various other things, but I've been. You can't. Oh, it's one of those things. There's a lot of luck involved. Um, I was way too naive to think that for a long time that eventually it'll just work out, but I realised after a few years that it's. I wasn't getting as fulfilled as I would was hoping I'd be even even though I was living off nothing like a uni student wage so I've been looking for the last few years for a kind of more of a a career that could fund the whole thing in a way but just step away from it because music's it's it's always with you it's never gonna but how good if you become a pilot right you could just sort of turn around and go yeah, I'm uh, playing Tokyo next week. Yeah. <laughs> Just go play in a cafe in Tokyo and get back in. <laughs> Spend like, yeah, like, next week I'm playing in Amsterdam. I'm, uh, yep. Spent like a, a quarter of my Just annual bus- pay yeah, just, in just to hold. hire a plane to be able to fly to Tokyo and say that no, I've done no, a gig. No, 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 do it while you're working. <laughs> well, you're actually going there to work, but you've got to, you know, stop over for the night. Yeah, I might as well just to play it. A but then you come back and people go, oh, what have you been up to? Oh, I did a little gig in Copenhagen. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, it's what I do. It's uh, I've been on the road, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> it'd be good just to be able to say that. That'd be good. No, but I just, I kind of, I'm keen just to be like a rural Australian pilot. I've been speaking to a lot of pilots recently, uh, one of which was in the Royal Flying Doctor Service. He gets paid very well for flying uh, dudes around all around Australia who, yeah, everyone's familiar with the Flying Doctor Service. But I'd be I'd be so happy to be something like that in Australia. See, I'd like to be an aquatic doctor arriving on a boat. I like to do the like islands up north. I don't know, that'd sea be pretty rescue cool. paramedic type. Yeah, like yeah, sea rescue doctor guy. <laughs> it's sea rescue doctor guy. <laughs> oh what? He's been bitten by a fucking blue. Bl- oh look! It's, oh no! It's a blue ring octopus. Oh shit! I'm gonna die. <laughs> Quick, call the the aquatic doctor guy. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. It would if you made. If you were a Hollywood producer and no, you had you the money Ho- to throw Hollywood it, eyes, to make- be the Hollywood doctor guy. <laughs> you could no, sorry, the aquatic doctor guy. Quick, somebody call a doctor. He's been bitten by a cuttlefish. <laughs> oh shit, he's gonna die. You need to call the doctor guy, the aquatic doctor guy, and he doesn't turn up in a boat. It's what? like flippers. <laughs> well, he just comes out of the water, ringing wet like old Jason Momoa. <laughs> Oh, hey, ladies, are, uh, can I help you? No, it's that guy over there. You know? <laughs> oh, excuse Sam. me, sir, but it looks like it's you've been bit by a seriously nasty cuttlefish. Unfortunately, I cannot work on you. Unfortunately, there's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, back to you, <laughs> ladies. Uh, Only so you on haven't <laughs> been like uh, bitten by a praying mantis or a sea ray or stood on a, a rather nasty pippy. <laughs> pippy? What's a pippy? I don't know. It's like a little shell thing. Have yeah, you uh, been attacked by a rabid seahorse lately? Because I'm the aquatic doctor guy. And I think you need mouth to mouth. We need to work on that pitch. If you ever want to take that Hollywood. Jason Momoa is the aquatic doctor guy. <laughs> uh, hello, hello, lady. To, I used to ride horses and shag a hot blondie. And now I'm the aquatic doctor <laughs> guy. <laughs> now I'm too old for that. So pilot, like, so the steps you're taking, you you have to do school. Yes. Fifteen hundred hours. Yeah. Until fifteen hundred hours of in the air. Okay, so five. Hang on. Eight hour day, right? If you flew all day every day, <laughs> eight hours. <laughs> Ten days is eighty. Dude, that's like shitload. Nearly a year's worth of flying. Continuously, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't doesn't work like that at all. Can you sort of like go to a shopping centre, <laughs> hop in one of those kids' rides <laughs> and log on? Charter flights and just offer people rides. No, no, no. Like go to a kids' ride, you know, like go to the show or something, you get their little airplane rides. And yeah. <laughs> like, excuse your me, hours excuse me. The... And then just say to the guy, oh, look, just keep it going, mate. I need to clock up the hours. <laughs> <laughs> Landing. Take know. off. Yeah. No, it's got to be legit. Or it's, and and not even that. You can do a, f- a couple of hours in a simulator, right. only in your CPL phase. From what I, yeah. But the rest have got to be up in the air. Yeah. Well, and fair enough. Because would start you want a Cessna? Yes. Always. Yep. Yeah. Fixed wing. Yeah. What? what? Well, <laughs> variable wing. <laughs> I was just going to get to that because. I've always wondered, like, when they say it's a fixed wing Optional aircraft. wing. And I've, I've always had a couple of questions. One, Freaking what rocket. other type of winged aircraft is there? It's not a fixed wing air. What do, you, what do you mean it's not a fixed wing? Well, the wings are left in the shed. <laughs> so it's a rocket, so, basically. It's a rocket. So the, the other one was, if it's called a fixed wing aircraft, why did they need to fix it in the first place? <laughs> There's like the time I went up to fly in the uh, up in the Pilbara, and I, when I was tour guiding, I went up there to fly in a helicopter over the the Bungle Bungles, and you have to hop on a scale, and they were Robinson Forty Fours or Twenty Twos. So if you know the the aircraft, they're helicopter. Robinson, those little ones, Twenty Twos a two seater, Forty Fours a four seater. Anyway, so I'm up there, and uh, the guy goes, "Oh." You coming up? No, for ages I said no, and then one day I went. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go see him because I didn't like the look of these choppers. Anything that looks like I need a can opener to get in and out of, <laughs> I don't really want to fly in. So anyway, he's going to me. He goes, oh, I'll take you up. Just me and you'll go up for a cruise while they're out in the 44. So we're in this little Robinson 22, and it's seriously, it's tiny. It's you know, it's like one of those smart cars with a stick out the back of it and a lollipop on the top. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Before we get here, you say, oh, can you jump on the scales? And I said, well, what's that for? He goes, well, then I can figure out <clears throat> how much fuel to put in it. <laughs> and I'm like, fill the bastard up. <laughs> he goes, I don't want to carry too much weight. Yeah. I said, well, I'm 100. Back then, I was probably 125 kilos. And I'm going, mate, how, you're not going to get much fuel in if I'm 125 kilos of this thing. You know, like, seriously, it was, it was a tiny little chopper. And... Yeah, and I was, I was like freaking out. Like, I just fill, fill it up. Fill, <laughs> yeah. Fill the thing yeah. right up. Because at what point is he go, oh shit, the scales are wrong? And you yeah. conk out a fuel halfway through Panalulu. Like. No, it's a big it's a big part of, yeah, the whole process. The, the weights and concerns. That throws everything out. Because getting off the ground is more of a challenge than people might think. You can't just fill them up to max and go, oh yeah, because then you've got air pressures to deal with. Runway, runway lengths, uh, God, baggage, per, you know, there's so many f- variables. you got heaps of stuff to help you, formulas and graphs to work it out, but 
you'll find that even the airlines, they don't fill up their planes to the brim. They only have enough to divert to the an emergency airport for landing, which is usually approximately half an hour away from their destination. So just enough for that, and that's it. Because it's it's. So what it, if they're further than half or an hour away? Well, they fill up a little bit more, but only that much. So they'll never like fill an aircraft from to the brim. Perth to Sydney, and they're going to put in just enough fuel. Just enough to get to sun uh, to Sydney and half because an hour further. Because I've been halfway across and they've turned around and come back, or a bit further than halfway. Turn around and come back. Yeah. Well, that'd have been just enough We've to get to Sydney or so. We got three flight ones from from Sydney to Perth. And then, then when they got here, they said, oh, there's a lot of ground fog on the ground. We can't land in Perth. And we ended up landing in Tullamarine in bloody Melbourne. Really? Five hours after taking off from Well, Sydney. there you go. That's about the same distance. So that's well, all right. I lost time and space and continuums and shit. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> that threw me out. I was like, five hours, I was still in the same place. That's probably why they got to a critical stage. I haven't learned this quite this far yet, but they probably got to a critical part in the flight. Um, this is all prepared for, where they go, they have to make a call. If the weather hasn't cleared in the destination, then they have it's to divert. It's touch and go, it's, oh, well, we're going back. Yeah. They have to make a call within a certain point because they've only got so much fuel to get either there or to divert to the nearest airport. Imagine if like a a Boeing, you know, sort of a Boeing Starliner or something, whatever the new ones are now. Pulled up on the uh, Airbus A380, yeah, whatever they are, mega bloody like A330 or something like that. Pulled up on the Nullarbor and like just pulled up at a server. <laughs> Fill her up. Fill her up. <laughs> now we've got ethanol. Oh, I'll have all those octane boosters in the, yeah. in the shop. <laughs> well, that is the last. Little segment for the show. It's been a cracker of a show. Thank you very much for staying tuned. And just remember to uh, get on this website, follow it along. And if you do have songs that you want to send in, make sure you get them to myself or Peter Ranzula or just fire them into uh, the the Facebook page even at uh, Scudley Radio. So we've had the Scat Squatch, the Fat Wire on, Pitbull from Perth with his song Vindaloo, Clint Nathan and Ethan went from This Is Spud Gun, and we listen to their song, Age Doesn't Matter. We listen to Victoria Eames teaching us how to survive. Blind Spot with the right swipe. Pete Ashton. And there's probably stuff I missed, but hey, doesn't really matter. My name is Jai. And to take us out, we've got my mate, Buffhead, singing us a song about the sorry state of affairs we've found ourselves in when we talk about the old dungeon roll. Take care, folks. I'm out. Well, there's a problem in Australia. Things are looking great When you can't find poo tickets To simply wipe your date While the shelves are friggin' empty Of our beloved Dunny Roll Can't wipe your bits if I've got the shit And it's taken its fucking toll Spare a square for Australia Spare a square for all mankind Plastic bags don't work too good For wiping your behind Spare a square for your country your granddad and your mum Your mates will bloody love ya And so will your bum I've tried to use a lettuce And I've tried a hessian bag And I've even tried a shower curtain And a playboy mag I've been through the car wash With me freckle hanging out So if you care you'll spare a square That's what Bean Rossi's all about Spare a square for Australia Spare a square for all mankind Plastic bags don't work too good For wiping your behind Spare a square for your country Your granddad and your mum Your mates will bloody love ya And so will your bum I got scalped at Woolies By a low-down dirty mole she charged me 50 bucks, fuck off, just for one fucking roll. But she couldn't beat the feeling of flossing my bum bits. And now I'm eating blocks of cheese so I don't have to shit. Spare a square for Australia, spare a square for all mankind. 
plastic bags that weren't too good for wiping your behind. Spare a square for your country, your granddad and your mum. Your mates will bloody love ya, and so will your bum. Your mates will bloody love ya, and so will your bum. Ah, jeez. Oh, I feel it's better. Beat sandpaper. Stacks Radio. If you like to chew the fat in more ways than one, keep listening to Stacks Radio. Was that alright?